What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 224 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening in, however you're making that happen. I appreciate it, y'all. I think it is fair to say that the barbecue scene in Prince Edward Island on Canada's east coast is in its infancy, but growing. It is really no surprise that this island province perhaps lags behind the rest of the country, in adopting this cultural cuisine from our Southern American neighbors. PEI's largest city, Charlottetown, has a population of only around 40,000, and the entire island is home to less than 160,000 people. The province is also remote, with road accesses, access limited to the impressive Confederation Bridge, which spans almost 13 kilometers, or 8 miles, linking PEI to the province of New Brunswick. All that said, there is barbecue to be found on the island, if maybe only during the summer tourist season right now, but well, that will change. This week, I'm joined by the owner of, and operator of a barbecue food truck in Summerside, the second largest city on the island, Mitchell Arsenault. From high on the hog, smoking barbecue is my guest. Unfortunately, his truck was closed for the season when I was out in Summerside a couple of weeks back visiting my kid, but Mitchell and I connected via Zoom after I got back to record this. Full disclosure, I did not have an essential item plugged in during the call, however, so the sound quality isn't the best. I did spend some extra time editing and trying to get it halfway decent, so I hope it isn't too hard on your ears, everybody. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests, like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures or video you don't want out there. Your secrets are safe with them. Visit motleyq.ca and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all the details. That's www.motleyque.ca. Welcome back, everybody, to Eat More Barbecue, Canada's barbecue podcast. Uh, second week in a row, we're out in Prince Edward Island, this time over Zoom. I'm back in Calgary now, and... Uh, Tried to get together with this fellow while I was in Summerside last week, but didn't work out. But here we are today. Mitchell Arsenault, high on the hog, smoking barbecue, is my guest this week. We're going to talk a little bit about his business there in Summerside, as well as what's happening with barbecue in Prince Edward Island. Mitchell, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing good, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you doing this. And yeah, sorry we weren't able to... uh, get together while I was out your way but I had a wonderful visit with my kid out there and uh, seeing a bit of your beautiful province so I really enjoyed it Uh, and looking forward to getting back there. Yeah it's too bad we couldn't connect Uh, maybe maybe next time we'll have the barbecue truck up and running. Yeah yeah absolutely looking forward to that. Uh, Mitchell question I ask everybody is uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Well it's part of my life 
was a personal uh, pastime originally. Um, we started many years ago on a homemade smoker that I fabricated out of uh, propane tanks. And, uh, you know, we used to use a combination of uh, a household oven and, and um, some smoke through the homemade smoker. Right. And also, my family, we were, doing, we were doing that for a lot of years. Drank a lot of beer doing that. Yep. Typical barbecue guys yeah. do. Yep. And, you know, one day we just decided to uh, to take a, another step and, and buy a um, commercial smoker. Yep. Now we have... And three big Southern Pride smokers. Awesome. That answers one of my uh, one of my questions I had on the list here for later. Southern Pride's a good units there, so well, we'll get into yes. all that. Uh, Summerside uh, originally home for you. You mentioned uh, Arsenault, very common name out there, so I uh, suspect that's uh, born and raised on in the area there. Born and raised in the Summerside area. Yeah, you know, I did move up to the western part of the island for a few years. Okay. Awesome. What, yeah, my daughter was saying what people there refer to the west, up west, is that what the the term is? Yeah, <laughs> I did live up west. Yep. Yeah, well, that's why we didn't, we covered a good bit of the island while we were there, but didn't get uh, didn't get out west uh, at all, kind of between Summerside and Charlottetown, we got that, uh, that neck of the woods covered, so. Yeah, well, I don't think you went astray, you know, I, there's always... Uh, a nice scenery and yeah. lots to do around here. It was, yep, absolutely. Uh, so the the food truck is kind of a part uh, seasonal, I guess, not part time, but seasonal work for you. What do you do when you're not doing that? I am a registered nurse. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I spent uh, probably four or five years working in a merge department, and now I am just actually going to try home care. Oh, nice. Tomorrow. Yep. All right on. A little little change for you. Yeah, and um, other than that, I'm just starting to get into some uh, rental properties. Okay. Uh, my family and I have uh, a three-unit apartment building up west. Yep. And and a short-term rental cottage. Yeah. Uh, Cabin this year. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, big uh, tourist area there, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when I'm not doing those things, I'm. Uh, Trying to keep fit and, and entertain my three kids. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. Yeah, and then my girlfriend, she has another one. So between the two of us, we got four kids. Yeah. You got the, a couple of hands, handfuls there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, you, we were talking just uh, folks that can't can't see this obviously, but the uh, the view behind you, you got the you're on the waterfront there. Uh, Fiona, you all good through uh, through the hurricane there. We did, uh, personally, you know, we didn't do too bad. Yep. Um, few shingles, few trees, but we're very fortunate because uh, some people lost, yeah. you know, the roof of their house. Um, some, of their co- some of the cottages out towards Cavendish, uh, you know, they blew off the post yep. and ended up in water. And so, thankfully, we didn't end up um, looking for no place to live or anything like that. That's good. Yeah, I was talking to one fellow out there. Uh, I guess he's got a, a home in Summerside, but a cottage. I didn't hear where the cottage was, but it uh, the cottage is gone. So that's uh, tragic to see that, and uh, tough to see those things. So it's uh, it was definitely a, a scary weather system, and it was I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's pretty 
eerie sound. Yeah, no, I'm sure the wind would have been just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of talked about the family doing barbecue with the family and making your own smokers. Is that, I guess, where the food, uh, the cooking and food influence came from for you, or any other influences there? Well, I'll tell you, my dad, he uh, he basically was the one that got us into smoking stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He used to work on a on a ship. He'd go and do a month on, month off, and. Um, while he was away, some of the there's some guys there that are from the Philippines, mm-hmm. and they um, would roast an entire pig, yep. just a spit, and he'd come home and he'd say, "I want to, I want to build something like that." Yep. So, just it's pretty common between him and I. He comes up with the ideas, and <laughs> all the time we don't finish it together. So. Yep. Uh, he, he he's the idea guy. You're the execution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we have a few uh, rum and cokes coming up with the ideas. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's what uh, that's what barbecue's all about, right? Right. Yeah. So where did the idea to go take that next step and get into a food truck? Uh, where did that come from? Just from a business idea, or what was the what was the thought there? Uh, that's uh, I don't really know how we ended up doing it. At the time, Dad and I were into um, fixing, you know, smashed cars. We, had, uh, we have a building out at his house, and we're buying them smashed and selling them. Rebuild. Yep. And now it's almost like it was getting to be a tough, a tough side business to keep going. So we had a few assets, and we sold them off, and we just decided to buy a. A food or a school bus, actually. Yep. A school bus in Montreal, and we took uh, we took a big highway bus up there all through the night. Him and I, and got there, and the the guy we bought it from said they just finished dropping off some kids with the bus. <laughs> we jumped in, and drove it home. Yep. No backpacks left yeah. behind or anything. Pardon me. No kids' backpacks or school lunches left behind or anything. So. No. <laughs> no. Under the seats. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. And then, what was involved with the rebuild for that? To kind of converting it over. What uh, What all did you do with that? Oh, that was pretty extensive. Yeah. I thought taking the seats out was a big job, but no. We uh, we mounted our, our we have a the, the first Southern Pride we bought was uh, the SRG 400. It's a cabinet smoker. Mm-hmm. It'll do uh, 400 pounds of meat, and it's probably like an 800-pound unit, and we wanted it to be showcased on the side of the bus, but we right. didn't realize they did a job it was to do that. I'm sure, yeah. So we, we actually had to uh, cut a hole in the side of the bus, and, and then we realized that the frame was in the way, so we had to take it to a... A, a bigger welding shop, and they moved the fr- a piece of the frame in to accommodate the smoker, mm-hmm. and you know, we got it in there, and, and um, yeah, well, that was a big job. Um, and then we had uh, the rest the the hood that goes all over our, above our cooking equipment. Yep. We ordered that. Uh, we thought we were getting it specially made for the bus, so that we wouldn't have to do any further cutting. But um, no such. Uh... When it arrived, there was another surprise. We had to cut a hole in the roof. And 
and raised the roof in one particular section to accommodate the hood. Right. So it was a big job. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily for us, you know, Dad has an electrical background. Yeah, oh, perfect, yeah. I used to do some welding and carpentry before I did nursing, and yeah. you know, we were able to build the whole bus on our own. Excellent. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that makes it a little easier. It's a lot of work for you, but from a cost standpoint, when you're able to do it yourself, it's uh, a whole lot easier, right? Yeah. And no, I shouldn't say, it wasn't just Dad and I. Dad's got a Dad's partner. Um, she was quite involved. Yep. You know, she wasn't scared to get her hands dirty. She helped out tremendously. And, Excellent. And still, and still does. Uh, so what, uh, from a, a setup in the bus, what have you got? You've got the smoke, the cabinet smoker in there, or what... Uh, what do you have for equipment in there? We have three fryers. Yep. And uh, um, one big four-foot flat top. Okay, yep. Yeah, so we toast our buns and kind of reheat some things on the flat top. Yep. Uh, we uh, use the fryers because we make a, a wonderful pulled pork poutine. Nice, yep. Yeah, I know. They say... Uh, in the states where they're big in the barbecue, the fries don't really go yeah. with southern. No, but in Summerside, it's gonna it's working quite well. Yeah, you gotta gotta do what works for your market, right? Never mind what uh, other folks are doing. So we grow a lot of potatoes. Here. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You gotta keep the keep the locals uh, uh, happy, right? Challenges from. Uh, permitting and licensing with the with the city, I guess, in Summerside. Any issues there, or was it pretty a uh, pretty easy uh, process? Well, it's an annual type deal. We have to renew our yep. license every year, and you know, uh, we are competing with the businesses that are here in Summerside all year round. Yeah, and we can't just pull into the city and, and park wherever we like sure. to have land permission. Yep. Um, a written letter from the landowner and you know of course our annual vendors license fees mm -hmm. but now that the city works well with us that's good yeah and they're quite welcoming oh that's good yeah you hear i've heard stories of in other areas where it's just been a nightmare to get a a food truck type of situ uh, operation up and running for folks so it's good to hear that it uh, wasn't too difficult for you there no no we've been pretty good in that sense and we we do have two trucks okay one we were using as a permanent um, location here in Somerset on the waterfront. Yep, down by the farmer's market there, right? Correct. Yep. Right, right on the wonderful water view. Yep. And the downtown Summerside Corporation, Explore Summerside, they all, um, they're doing videos and trying to promote business down mm -hmm. there. Yep. Putting wonderful deck and picnic tables for us to serve our customers at and yeah, so all kinds of things that we wouldn't probably try to take on ourselves. Oh, that's perfect, yeah. Now, are there other uh, food trucks down there uh, during the summer season? Uh, they're not this summer. No, the past summer, there was uh, two other ones. Okay. Um, they moved on. Yep. And this 2022 was just us down there. Okay. Um, there was another truck that was trying to open up, but I guess things just didn't pan out. Yep, okay. And then the, the second truck, what are you doing with that? More mobile type stuff or doing events? Or? Uh, we cater. Yeah. We do catering. Yeah, so um, corporate uh, functions, you know, all their family days, and uh, we do weddings. Yeah. 
Perfect. We've done a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're quite versatile and flexible. We can accommodate any crowd. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Good to have that. Uh, you know, you've got the one permanent location and then have the uh, the second unit that you can be mobile and do that sort of thing. So that's excellent. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's a re- really nice addition to know um, how many people you're going to go serve. Yes, yeah. And an out of it's it's excellent. Yeah, that's the nice thing with catering, right? It's uh, kind of a guaranteed payday as opposed to, uh, you know, the regular food truck operation. If it's uh, if the weather's lousy and people aren't out, you're kind of out of luck that day, right? So exactly, yeah. exactly right. Excellent. Uh, what's the what's the season there for uh, for the food truck? Well, we usually run from about June, early June to the end of August. Okay. Um, sometimes a week or two into September with the the permanent location. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've done uh, the odd Christmas party. Uh, we don't really advertise that we do Christmas parties, but we, you know, that's something we do. Uh, we do also a bit of smoked salmon, and we do smoked beef jerky. Okay. Uh, and we hit up the uh, local Christmas craft fairs. We used to go to the Summerside Farmers Market with those products. Right. We have smoked some ribs and brisket and pulled pork and. Vacuum sealed them and, and sold them frozen to yep. customers at the market so they can just take them home and yep. make their own sandwiches, heat up the ribs. And, you know, something that you can't really do when your barbecue is covered with four feet of Exactly, yep. More with Mitchell Arsenault of Summerside Prince Edward Island's High on the Hog Smoke and Barbecue coming up as we chat about the menu at the food truck and what they all have to offer. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad, dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. So you, you kind of touched on things. Let's talk about the menu at the food truck. Uh, what's uh, what's the typical thing? You mentioned the pulled pork poutine. What else uh, What else is on offer there? Oh, we have the pulled pork sandwich. Yeah. And... We also made a we make a pulled pork breakfast sandwich. Yeah, that's got some uh, some PEI potatoes, like they're like chips that yep. we make. Okay. Some of our pulled pork, cheese, our homemade sauce, and uh, fried egg. Perfect. It's it's pretty popular. Yeah. Our most popular item would be the uh, pulled pork sandwich. Yeah. And follow brisket sandwich. So. Yep. So pulled pork and brisket are the main proteins you're doing? Right. And then ribs. We yeah, ribs. Yeah. We've done quite a few ribs. People seem to like those as well. Yep. Um, we were making chicken, um, but, you know, we tried to keep our menu a little bit simple because, you know, we don't want to give people too many choices. It makes them stressed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's also when you're in a small, you know, you're in a bus, right? Yeah. Space is limited. Everything. It's uh, you got to keep it 
easy on you guys as well, right? That's right. Yeah. No, we, uh, we like to stick to what we know, but yep. uh, we we do from time to time um, discuss adding different things to the menu. Sure. Yeah, uh, we always think about doing mac and cheese. It's a pretty popular barbecue item. It is, yeah. We have done it before at a wedding. Yeah. Turned out quite well. So, yeah, throw it in as a special or something and uh, see how it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And the other two smokers, where are they located? Are they in one of the vehicles or have you got another, like a kitchen type location for those? Um, Well, we keep one in the other little truck. Yep. The other one isn't really used. Okay. Very often. Just have it uh, if you need it. That's right. Okay. So you spot it so somebody else wouldn't get it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, got to have it. Uh, keep it handy. <laughs> awesome. So you're doing everything out of the uh, out of the bus or out of the truck? You don't have a commissary-type kitchen or anything like that? Not yet. No. We, uh, we are thinking about uh, adding that to to the business yep but right now we're not there no if you don't need it you don't need it right so. that's right yep. no, um, one thing we're working on right now um, is trying to come up with some packaging for our uh, smoked beef jerky so mm. hopefully someday get it into uh, retail locations here on the island yep see how um, how the people like it and you know if it's a it's a hit, then maybe we'll venture off island. Yeah, excellent. Uh, meat, or where are you? Are you sourcing locally? What are you doing for your uh, for your meats? Uh, yeah, there's a couple locations that we get. Um, I don't think, um, as far as local meat goes, we have reached out to to some local businesses that uh, um, sell island pork. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes they they don't really have enough on hand. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we couldn't just go buy 100 racks of ribs. Yeah. So a lot of the times we use, um, like, a meat market. There's there's a butcher shop in town. Yep. The Summerside Butcher Shop. That's where, my, that's where my daughter's working, actually. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we go see them once in a while. Yep. We also go to Quarry's Meats. Um, cool. Those are really our only two suppliers for pork. Yeah. Um, some of our beef, like we use for the beef jerky, we get down at Atlantic Beef Products. Okay. So more of a wholesaler type thing. Yeah, and the chicken and whatnot. Um, sometimes uh, we get that in Summerside here, and sometimes we get it down at Macquarie's. Yep. Um, the ch- we use chicken only for um, the weddings that we cater. A lot of people yeah. prefer chicken yep. for that event. Right on. Yeah, I was talking with a pork uh, farmer down. He was... Uh, where is he? Fernwood, down by Bedeck there. Oh, Ranald. Yes. <laughs> Ranald McFarland. Yes, interesting. Quite the character. Uh, if you if you if you listen in, he was uh, last week's uh, podcast episode. So. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, we went and had a went and had a visit with him down at the farm, and he was saying, yeah, there's just not a lot of pork production on the island anymore. Right? Eh? Uh, there is one big pork farm, but uh, yeah, you know they're. Or big scale operation, and as far as I know, I, I really don't, I can't speak to how they do their business, but yeah. I believe all of their animals are shipped off island. Okay, yeah, so not not a lot of local stuff to for a guy like you to just go direct to farm, and uh, yeah, when you, yeah, small small market, it makes it a little challenging, eh? So. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so what's uh, kind of future plans? Are you thinking of a brick and mortar at some point down the road maybe? Or you you like the way this operation goes? And um, You know, we do toss around the idea sometimes. Yeah. But, but 
Um, you know, you're going to get pretty serious if you're going to do that. Yeah. Right now, we're pretty financially sound. Yep. We don't owe any money for their business. Yeah. We decided we wanted to, you know, do something else. We could just put it on hold and yep. pick it up another day. Exactly. I guess, yeah, with it, with, uh, you know, Summerside and PEI being such a, a seasonal market, too, to have a a brick and mortar that you're, you know, paying for year round would be a, would be challenging, right? Oh, it, it could be, but there could also, it could also be very rewarding. Yeah. But it, 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 to me, it's a big risk to take. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Something to consider, right? You don't know if you're in the right location, mm-hmm. your menu, the right menu, the environment in your restaurant is suitable. You know? Yeah. People are going to come that environment. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of moving parts there for sure. <laughs> yeah, so the way it is right now, we can go to their environment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, with being mobile is uh, is great, right? So. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's uh, kind of happening with the? Is there a barbecue scene? I guess in Prince Edward Island. What's uh, what, what's your feel on it there? Um, you know, other than Montana's, yeah. uh, the big guy, oh, the big franchise. Yeah. Uh, they, there in Charlottetown, um, and then as far as I know, we came along next, and, and there's been a few people, you know, advertising some barbecue things. Yeah. Uh, and it might not even be because they, I might have just not noticed it before. Yep. You know, it seems like once you get into that barbecue world, and you notice other barbecue restaurants mm-hmm. and uh, barbecue items on their men, other menus, you might not have noticed before. Yeah. Yeah, I know. When I was looking before I uh, before I went down there, uh, there was one other place in Charlottetown, but they had they were closed for the season as well. So I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, seemed to be uh, they seemed to be doing some barbecue there. But yeah, something. Sorry. Papa. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere, but they would. Uh, I thought I would uh, try to visit them when I was in Charlottetown, but uh, they were closed already. So. Uh, yeah, that, that didn't seem to be a whole lot as far as, uh, you know, restaurants or, uh, operations like yours going out there. So I guess it's still, uh, like anything, it takes time to grow, right? That's right. Yeah, it does. You know, whenever we first started, it, it took a while to build up a customer base. Yeah. When we first started serving a brisket sandwich, you know, people around here, we had a lot of people say, what is brisket? Yeah. And you know, now it's the second best seller. Yep. Yep. Just take some uh, some time and education, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. So you know, before we went from when we first started, maybe selling one brisket a week. Yep. To uh, you know, six, seven, eight. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, it's got to. It takes time to get, like I say, the education and just getting people familiar with it, right? So. Right. No, and it seems to be going well so far. Yep. Yeah, I've got a buddy, he's in Hampton, New Brunswick, so not too far away from you. And then he was doing similar to you, kind of pop-ups with the food truck sort of thing, and now he's uh, just this summer moved into a permanent location at a brewery. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, doing uh, beer, beer Daddy Barbecue is his uh, his business. So. Yeah, so it's you know, kind of that progression, right? Something to grow into. So Some uh, social media, I know you're on Facebook. Anywhere else that folks can find you there, uh, Mitchell? Yeah, we have an Instagram. Instagram page, um, but mostly Facebook. It's, yep. it's high on smoke and barbecue. Yep. Uh, 
And um, yeah, we update that um, if we have any new items or you know, our hours of operation. And during uh, during the season, what are your normal days that you're open? We're seven days a week at our permanent location. Yep. It's 11, 11 to 7. Okay. During during that tourist, the, the open season, right? Exactly. Yeah. And if, it, if it's raining and nasty out, then we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not there, right? <laughs> do you do much? Uh, sorry, go ahead. There's a good chance we're not there in the rain. Yeah, no doubt. No, no sense, right? Do you do much, uh, much cooking at home, uh, barbecue type stuff at home? Not so much anymore for ourselves. You know, back when uh, we were just using the, the propane tanks. And yeah. What, you know, it's almost like we were doing it once a week. Yeah. But now it becomes, uh, you know, a little business. Yep. Yeah, want to have something else. Yeah, exactly. When you're eating it all day at work, you don't want to necessarily have it at home, right? That's right. Awesome. Uh, well, I guess the last question I ask everybody, Mitchell, and thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day for this. Uh, you do have the grill or smoker fired up at home. What's kind of your go-to? Um, you mean for meat? Yeah, just for if you were cooking for yourself at home, what's uh, what's kind of your go-to meal? Ribs. Ribs, yeah. Ribs. Oh, yeah I love the ribs, yeah. Nice. What's your uh, what's your process on the ribs? Uh, well, of course, we peel the membrane off the back. Yep. There's some big oyster growers here, so we, we've we had oyster knives around forever. Yeah. I use an oyster to... Oh, that'll work, yeah. It's not too sharp. Yeah. It doesn't punch through the skin very easily. Yeah. I start in the middle and, and pull it out towards each end. And yep. A lot of start at one end and use a piece of paper towel and yeah. to make sure no one's... When you do hundreds of them, you figure out a quicker way to... <laughs> Whatever is easiest, absolutely, yep. Yeah, and we have our own, um, the rib, um, the rub that we use on our pork. Yep. We make that uh, at home and our own blend of spices. We put some of that on both sides. Yep. Um, and then we smoke it for about three and a half to four hours. Yep. Just straight no wrap or anything? No, we don't need to wrap them. You know, but I, I find if you wanted to let them rest in, in a pan yeah. at just a, kind of a low holding temperature, it will make them fall off the bone quite yep. a bit easier. Yep. Um, you don't really have an issue with them falling off the bone. The Southern Pride smokers are, yeah. you know, they're, they do their job. Yeah, they're great, uh, great units for sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, we don't have one complaint about those units. Perfect. Awesome, Mitchell. Again, thank you so much for uh, taking a little time out of your Sunday afternoon to do this with me. Uh, look forward to next, uh, hopefully next summer, we'll be back out there and we can come uh, come for a visit and try some of your food. So that'll be awesome. Anything else you want to throw out there or mention before we wrap it up? No, no, I appreciate the call and give me the opportunity to speak on your show. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you here next time. And Absolutely. Some of our style of barbecue. I look forward to it, man. Appreciate it. Okay, Ryan, you take care. Have a great day, Mitchell. Appreciate it. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it is in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need 
to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at barrelbossq.ca. That's barrel, B-O-S-S, the letter Q.ca to see the whole lineup and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Not a whole lot of news to report this week, so I'll just fill you in on a few different events coming up later this year and into next. On the competition side, the next big event is the KCBS World Invitational in Gadsden, Alabama, November 11th to 13th. I hear registration is closed for this one, but uh, there is a waiting list of teams hoping to get in. So if you're on that list, keep your eyes open. Looking ahead on the Canadian competition calendar for 2023, uh, so far the only event listed on the KCBS website is the Jack Nine Memorial in West Gray, Ontario for May 27th and 28th. I'm curious to know more about this uh, competition. I hear there's a bit of a good story behind it. So I'll be looking to get uh, somebody from there on the show uh, in early next year, maybe get talking about it and help promote a bit. One of the competitions that uh, Moose Knuckle Barbecue competed in this past year has announced their dates for next year. June 24th and 25th, the Columbia Valley Smoke Show is back for another year in magnificent Invermere, British Columbia. The highlight event of the year here in Alberta is the annual Raleigh View Community Association Pitmasters Dinner which is sponsored by our great friends at Barrel Boss Q. The 2023 event is slated for June 10th, and Chris Villeneuve of Junior and the Kid out of Ottawa, Ontario, is the featured cook. Keep an eye on the Barrel Boss Q social media to get tickets for this one once they are available. I can tell you this year's event was a blast, and we'll be planning on being back up in Leduc for this one, June 10th. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there's someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca where you can just check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta so you can then get on out there and give them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking.